We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parham. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in to this uh, Tuesday edition, the Oxford Exxon podcast. Chase Parham, Neil McCready. We are... Um, Remote for multiple reasons today, as you're aware. Neil in recovery mode and all the ice and snow, or mostly ice, on the ground still today and probably tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day and the next day. I don't know when it's going to get out of here, so it's okay. The show must go on. We'll talk about Ross Bjork this morning. Continue to uh, fall upward at just the right time, it looks like. Likely headed to Ohio State. Kane Womack, the new Alabama defensive coordinator. Might be an interesting thing going on in college sports from that standpoint. NFL playoffs and much more coming up on today's show. So all that and more for you. The Oxford Exxon, Highway 6 West in Oxford. You know about the uh, lunch specials, 569, couple sides of bread, any size fountain drink on those. The Beer Cave, head in, get some goodness. If you're out and about, they're open, stop in, clean convenience store. Fill up on gas. Stay safe out there, though. Not many people out on the road right now, as uh, plenty justified. They are a mess here in Lafayette County. And again, the Clark Ford Studio, Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900, Highway 25 South. Corey wants to be your car guy, wants to be your truck guy. He's been a friend of ours for a really long time, a great partner. Let him help you no matter where you are in the car buying process. He'll move you along. He'll get you informed. Maybe you buy a vehicle from him in the process as well. So that's Clark Ford in Amory. Again, 662-257-1900. And Neil is joining me on the Campbell Clinic hotline. Campbell Clinic's in Oxford now, 2608 South Lamar Boulevard, Suite 102, just across the street from the cottages at Hooper Hollow. The Campbell Clinic provides full-service orthopedic care, everything from sports medicine to foot and ankle surgery, spine, total joint care, pediatric orthopedics, physical therapy, and more. To book an appointment, go to CampbellClinicOxford.com or call 901-759-3111. Walk-ins always welcome at the Campbell Clinic, Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. Yeah, still still a lot of ice. I think the precipitation is out until Thursday here in Oxford, but it looks like it's going to rain or do whatever it's doing again. It's good. It's getting over freezing on Thursday, but then there's a good chance that uh, need to bump my volume up. Okay, um, there's a good chance that it refreezes on Thursday night. So I mean, I will be blown away if kids are in school and at any point this week. I just don't think that's even a possibility, even though it's just Tuesday. Um, you could get the sled out yesterday, get some stuff done from an entertainment, but you're not out there very long because it's just so cold. And I was looking at my watch a second ago. Today in Oxford, the high is 16, the low is 2 tonight. So, 2 to 16 here today. That is, oh. not, uh, that is not optimal weather for getting out and about. You're, I, I was fine gloves for the most part. Everything on the bottom half, like when Carl Ann was trying to get out for a little while. But your face, if your face is not covered, it just turns red and chapped and freezes within about a half hour. So, you're pretty limited on how long you can you can be out and about and uh and doing that. But anyway, there's your weather report. But very, very cold. I think the low is two today. The low is like three or five tomorrow. It does warm up on Thursday, but then it just is going to refreeze again. So we're we're looking at a week of this stuff as it goes. 
We had just gotten off yesterday, Neil, when some of this Ross Bjork news had uh, had popped. Bjork, the leading candidate and what appears to be the only candidate at the moment for the athletics director job at Ohio State. What went through your mind? <laughs> um, I, I, I think he works in one of those fields where good soldiers are always rewarded. Um. That's what I really thought. I mean, A, I'm sure he wanted to get out of Texas A&M. He probably had enough of it. There's probably only so long you can stay in a place like that and take the bullets before it's time to move to a new place. And um, <clears throat> I mean, I know people make the falling forward joke, and I get it. Ha-ha, it's funny. But I, I think that's it. I just think he works in one of those fields where uh, experience and longevity – is rewarded and um, keeping your mouth closed and just taking the, the bullets is rewarded as well. And he, he gets to go to a, a, a place where he's fresh and new. Well, there's a, there, there's a bit at these high profile universities, all SEC, big 10 jobs, that kind of thing. There's a certain Roger Goodell element to it is protect people, be the face, do this, do that. Bjork does that incredibly well. Um, and there's a few things going on, and maybe Mark in the stream can add to this a little bit because he's obviously more in tune with Ohio State than I am on a day-to-day level. But I've read a little bit, new president there, chancellor, whatever they call him, didn't necessarily just want to go with one of Gene Smith's protégés, somebody who was kind of connected to the establishment, wanted to uh, wanted to do an outside deal from that standpoint. Bjork makes a lot of sense from a suit standpoint. And I was talking to – I'll give Jeffrey credit. I was talking to him about this yesterday, and he goes, you know – in today's world of college athletics, sure, we're doing, we, we always talk about these coaching hires and things, but boosters are so involved with those. That's never some independent, unilateral decision based off an AD. Ross didn't choose to give Jimbo any contract or anything else. He's told what to do in that aspect, and he's right. He raises money, he's a good face, and he gets stuff built. And at the end of the day, that's a lot of what an athletic director does at a university is pushes forward projects, gets them to completion, and raises a lot of money. And he is, and I, and I mean this in all the positive, actually. I'm not even making a joke. He is very adept at realizing the time to get out of a place and doing it prior to hit hitting his reputation. Yeah. He is really good at knowing when to move on. And that's not well, always, quitting or moving on is not always the easiest thing to schedule out. And Ross does a really good job of that. Again, I mean, this is, part of this will be unpopular, but I don't care. The, the, the NCAA issue at Ole Miss was not Ross Bjork's fault. At, at no point uh, was any of it Ross's fault. It was Hugh's fault. It was it was Vitter's – not Vitter. The, 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 who of the chancellor? Was it Vitter? I don't even remember. It was – yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was just – they had a – Well, Dan Jones and then Vitter. You know, their, their response by the time Bjork got here had already been determined. And then Freeze was an, uh, an utter idiot in the, uh, in, in the process. And uh, no, that won't lead to Hugh calling me. Hugh doesn't pick up the phone and call a journalist the first time someone says something. It just doesn't work like that. No matter how many people tell you that's what happens, it's not true. Um, the, at a and I mean, he's not the reason Jimbo failed. He's not the reason Jimbo got that contract. He's not the reason that Texas A&M's paying 70-whatever-million dollars to Jimbo Fisher to go away. He, 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 he was just a good soldier. He did what he was asked to do. And at Ole Miss, he raised the money. Um, you know, his athletic department raised the money to build the pavilion and to do some of the things that they did. And at Texas A&M, they've been on top of um, a lot of the capital stuff, like you said. And now he goes to a place that I know nothing about. I've never been to Ohio State. I've never been to Columbus. I don't know anything about the, the politics there or, or what, what it is they're trying to do or, or whatnot. But, you know, he, he's – He's got experience at big programs, and so it makes sense that they bring in an experienced guy to do whatever it is that they want to do at Texas at, at Ohio State. And he'll probably be there five or six years before he moves to another place. What will A&M do? You know, I just don't have enough contact there to know what route they go. I mean, I'm sure that's an attractive job. There's tons of money, tons of resources. Um, expectations are through the roof. It, it's, you, you know, you'd, you'd love to kind of know what Mike Elko thinks right now. Mm-hmm. 
you know, but I wasn't involved in that, or I shouldn't say involved. I wasn't following it enough to know how that was involved. Did was Ross even a part of that decision? Probably not. Ross probably took his marching orders and hired who they told him to hire. And he was the front man and he was there that day for the stupid song and the dance thing that they did and all that stuff. But it just shows the war you, him. The war him. Yeah, I mean that that should tell you a, a lot about where kind of intercollegiate athletics are at that level. I mean, he puts his arm around Elko's wife or whatever and they do the sway. dance and sing sway and sing the song and two months later he's gone. It just it's all an act. Yeah, it, it, administrators have become every bit the mercenaries that coaches are at this point. <clears throat> yeah, 100%. It's the exact same thing. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's... A million percent. And look, his resume is good. Um, was it very yeah. notable programs and as, as an associate or an assistant AD? Was it UCLA? Was it Miami? feels like he was somewhere else and I'm forgetting. Missouri. Missouri. There you go. AD at Western Kentucky, AD at Ole Miss, got a lot accomplished at Ole Miss outside of the sanctions, doesn't get blamed in the industry for the sanctions in any way, gets to do a Texas A&M job, pretty good one-on-one with people, good with names, good with managing ridiculous booster networks like at A&M that's going to be a thing at Ohio State too. I'm sure they got one as well. Yeah. Makes sense. I mean, it's... I mean, we, we take our own shots as far as like a running parody on him at times, but I mean, this is this is nothing to to sneeze at. I mean, frankly, from both sides, I kind of get it. I go, yeah, good job, ball, ball involved. Probably makes for a bad podcast podcast because I just sort of shrug and go, yeah, I'm having a hard time coming up with anything negative here. Yeah, I don't, I don't have the Bjork hate that some people try to manufacture. I I like Ross. I mean, we joke about it and. Again, I don't. He left Ole Miss because it was time to leave Ole Miss, and he's probably leaving Texas A and M because it's time to leave Texas A and M, and he's getting a job at a at a place that you could argue is a, a even a higher profile gig. And you know, I don't know what Ross wants to do. Does he want to be become a commissioner or something? At some point, beats me. I don't know, but he certainly has built the resume to do that if that's what he wants to do. Yeah, the other movement. Yesterday, I have nothing else. If you do, feel free. But I'm kind of off the Ross part at this point. Um, Kane going to Alabama, defensive coordinator, leaving the South Alabama head coaching job. There's there's a lot here from a micro and a macro level, but we'll start micro um, surprise level. Did you know it was coming? Uh, what what do you feel like this just means for Kane and his career? Obviously, the I was Ole Miss staffer. I wasn't surprised um, at all. Um. You know, he's 36 years old. He's got plenty of time to land the big job, and and, and Kane wants to land the big job. He's had some opportunities. Some people have talked to him at at other places. Um, you know, Chase. It comes down to this. We we can all we can all pretend that this era of college football is healthy if we want to. We can say we love it, whatever. A lot of Ole Miss people love it right now because you're winning. That's it. But you can't build a program anywhere anymore at a place like South. You can't you can't build the program that you want to build because you don't have the resources to pay the players. And so when your players play well, they get – um, tampered, pre-portal, whatever word you want to use, and they're gone. And so you're left just to kind of continue to redo that. And that's, I think, to highly competitive people who want to win big, who want to be part of part of something big, I think that's disheartening. And um, I think that had begun to happen to him in Mobile at South. And, um, you know, he knows DeBoer. They were on the same staff at, at Indiana. They're good friends. Uh, it wasn't that long ago that, that um, Washington was playing in a national semifinal game in New Orleans, and Kane took his his boys over and and um, saw that. and hung out with them. They're, they're very good friends. Um, I mean, obviously Alabama is one of the preeminent programs in the country. He'll get to coach elite players on the defensive side of the football, 
Um, and this will put him on the very short list of, of candidates at top places at Big Ten SEC jobs. He now will have coordinator experience at the Big Ten level, at the SEC level. He's been a, a successful head coach at the Sun Belt level. Um, I, I think what it shows you, though, is that the, the, the line, it's the reason why this whole automatic bid for a group of five is, is ridiculous. We, we, should, we need to acknowledge that they're not the same at all. There's nothing similar. And what it, what it shows you is a place like Alabama is going to pay him significantly more money to be the defensive coordinator than, than South Alabama could pay him to be the head coach. And he's got a young family. It makes sense. Um, I'm sure it's bittersweet for him. He gets to go work for a guy that he has the utmost respect for and, and, and is a friend. He gets to coach at one of the, the top, inarguably top five programs in the country. And he'll get to coach elite players. But it's probably also a part of him that's really hard to walk away from what he's built in Mobile. I mean, you look at it, and I mean, just echoing what you said, I mean, just lose, just lost. Yeah, Banks, the Ole Miss, best players go other places. Had a weird year in Mobile. Um, definitely didn't meet the expectations that were kind of expected. You know, he had that huge game against Tulane to start the year, and you kind of thought that Summerall and Kane were going to run the conference, and kind of how we went into the year thinking in a lot of ways. Sunbelt's good, by the way. I mean, it's a good conference. Yeah. You can you can get there quickly. Yeah, it, it personally. I get on all those accounts. I mean, it's 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 kind of incredible. Ole Miss played that Indiana team in the COVID year and in, in the Outback Bowl, and most of that roster is now running Alabama from a coaching standpoint. Um, you know, it's Tom Allen was the one who got the millions for that, and he deserved who's the head coach. He hired those guys. This is not critical of Tom Allen, but when you look back, he got that extra contract off Penix and Kane and Grubbs and DeBoer and all those dudes. And, I mean, you look and go, holy hell, you established a really good quarterback assistant thing that kind of carried that thing through that sort of kind of brings legitimacy to that team when you when you look back three or four years later and go, wow, now that's running one of the preeminent programs of the country. It's kind of remarkable. Because at the time, we didn't know what to think of it either way. Yeah, no, I mean, you're and you're right. Allen gets the credit. He hired those guys. Yeah, sure. He put a a really good staff together, and when those guys left, he had a hard time replacing them, and and they fell off. Um, DeBoer's highly thought of. I mean, I've I I remember saying this to you back in the in the fall. There there are a couple people at Ole Miss who have worked with him on previous stops, and they just rave about him. The the person. We'll see what kind of coach he is replacing Saban, all that stuff. But but the guy. Here's what I can tell you about Kane. As someone who knows Kane really well, you won't meet a better person in college athletics than Kane Womack. You won't meet a better guy. He's high character. Uh, he cares about the kids. He's ultra competitive, loves winning. Um, a lot of people love to kind of make fun of some of the stuff they do. He, he, he's genuine. Um, you know, they, they're they putting together a staff that's going to be hard to dislike. Um, you know, they, they're, they're sharp. It's, a, it's an elite group. And yet the expectations on them in Tuscaloosa will be off the chains. But for Kane, again, you know, if he were 46, you might look at this and go, man, what are you doing? But he's 36. He's got lots of time. And so, you know, if, if they have some dominant year, Kane's got some natural connections to some places that might open up in the next year or two. Mm-hmm. And so is he, is he more attractive to, you know, Florida or South Carolina or Arkansas as the Alabama defensive coordinator or as the South Alabama head coach? I would guess given the way that the, the, this all is shaping out now, he's more attractive as the defensive coordinator at Alabama. Luke, with an interesting thought in the stream, it says, I was thinking about this the other day, how does our current reaction and view of NIL and Portal compare to when free agency started being a thing in major pro sports? I was too young to have an answer there, but was that a freak-out moment that people weren't staying with their franchises or teams? That was before my time. I don't yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it was like, what, Kurt Flood and those kind of – I don't – mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not that old. <laughs> don't date you that much. 
Jeez. I mean, I look old as hell right now and <laughs> all that, but but no, I'm not that old. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure. I, I mean, look, the, 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 the whole immediate transfer thing and the ability to transfer multiple times and all that stuff, it does look weird. I mean, you know, it, it does. So... You can you can say you love it on one hand, and then on the other hand, admit that this looks kind of weird, and you wonder how sustainable it is. I, th- I think that's more than fair. I think that's kind of the dilemma that a lot of Ole Miss people find themselves in: is that on on one hand, they they know this is like, man, this is everything's really fragile, but mm-hmm. on the other hand, right now they're winning, so hey, let's embrace it. We've got it figured out. I mean, you know, there was a story out yesterday. And like Ole Miss was mentioned really prominent, and I can't remember who wrote it. It was The Athletic or CBS Sports or something. And I saw some criticism of it. I, th- I was like, "Why? There's no, there wasn't a, there wasn't a negative word in it. There wasn't anything." No, that, that, that was not a, yeah, that that was not a derogatory connotation at all. And that's no, it was you know it was what was discussed in Nashville at the coaches' convention, and the coaches were talking about Ole Miss. They weren't saying, "Hey, the fact that Ole Miss is winning means this does." No, they were just saying, "Hey, look at what they've done." How are they doing it? Kind of all eyes are on them. It's one of the one of the storylines going in the next season will be kind of all eyes on Ole Miss. They've so fully embraced the portal and the bringing in multiple guys from different places and and putting them on the field together and going, okay, we got to make it work right now. Go, um, you know, if it works, it's going to get emulated. If it doesn't work, people are going to dissect why it didn't work. That's just that. That's to me. That's all that story was. It wasn't. I didn't see anything negative in it. But people are super sensitive to any mention of the fact that. I mean, Ole Miss is highly competitive right now nationally because of Kiffin looking at the landscape, and for whatever reason or myriad of reasons, saying, "Okay, this is the way that you build this." And and Tulane's credit, and I give him a lot of credit. He has said, on one hand, I don't like this. I don't think this is good. I don't think this is sustainable. And on the other hand, said, but as long as these are the rules, this is what we're going to do. And I give him a ton of credit for that. It's a great time to get started on your resolutions with Factor. So you're ready for the new year. They're ready to eat meal delivery. Takes the stress out of meal planning. Set you up for success in this new year. Skip the grocery stores, the prep work, the cooking fatigue. Make it easy. Get chef-crafted, dietitian-approved meals delivered right to your door. 35 meals to choose from for, per week. Keto, Calorie Smart, Vegan Plus, Veggie, whatever you're looking for. 55 weekly add-ons, ton of nutritious and flavorful options to kickstart your resolutions. They now offer loads of snack options like breakfast, smoothies, juices, snacks, and more to keep going no matter what's on the schedule. You can skip the overpriced takeout trap. It's cheaper. Dan, take out, getting those chef-crafted, restaurant-quality meals delivered right to your door with Factor. They've got the uh, special education, special occasions. They'll take care of you with Gourmet Plus. It's the solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options. Also, no matter what it is, they've got the answer. They have everything. A week of flavorful, nutritious eats, ready-to-eat meals, cold-pressed juices, smoothie, energy bites, energy protein, veggie sides, and more. To keep you energized during these frantic times, head to factormeals.com slash mpw50. Use the code mpw50. Get 50% off. That's mpw50 at factormeals.com. Podcast brought to you in part by GNM Pharmacy and Tyson Drugs there in Holly Springs. GNM in Oxford, Tyson Drugs in Holly Springs. They've got their high-dose flu shots for patients over 65 years old. Or uh, anyone that needs that level of protection. Flu obviously going around big time right now. So you can uh, you can get that. You can also get the RSV vaccine they have in uh, stock as well at both locations. Holly Springs and Oxford. And they make it easy. They let you schedule your appointments for your vaccines. Come in. Get them. Be on your way. That's 662 to schedule. 662-236-2222 for GNM and Oxford. Or 662-252-2321 for Tyson Drugs in Holly Springs. Podcast also brought to you by the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation. You've got uh, 2024 football season tickets available now. That's for new and renew tickets. Take advantage of that. Go ahead and get on with it. The excitement is only going to increase prior to the 2024 season. Also, men's and women's basketball. They start conference play this week. You've got SEC mini plans and single-game tickets still available. That is for uh, men's basketball, women's basketball. And then uh, we tell you about multiple campaigns going on right now, the Champions Now campaign. 
That's the big capital campaign from the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation. You've got Forever Ole Miss if you're looking into state state planning, Vault Society, Empower, a lot of different ways to uh, do philanthropic giving there with the foundation. Also, a reminder, the men's and women's tennis teams have upcoming matches at home later this month. Tickets not required for that. And then, obviously, Morgan Wallen tickets still available. All those things, Ole Miss ticks. I've been telling you that Prime Shrimp is giving away free shrimp for the entire year to one lucky rebel. Here's how to enter. You go to primeshrimp.com slash mpw. Place any order, any order at all. Use promo code JUICE. Take 20% off your order and be entered to win. You can place additional entries by posting your shrimp on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter with hashtag Prime Shrimp. Hashtag MPW. Winners will be chosen on January 31st. So get that orders in. And then also the podcast brought to you by NE Spark. NE Spark is a service people across rural communities. Two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze. The one gig, it powers the Clark Ford Studio. I've got it at home as well. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's NESpark.com. 662-238-3159. Phone service, parental controls, network security, and much more. So again, get the best internet in Lafayette County. That's 662-238-3159. I mean, it's, it's, it's missionary too. It, it's it's a little bit of a, and I'm wondering if this maybe it doesn't. I'm, this is more of just a January podcast topic. Does it change fandom in any way that we're so desensitized to the roster moves? Because you know we talked about it last week with Judkins going to Ohio State. Immediately Logan Diggs comes to Ole Miss, and you're just swapping pieces at these major programs. But then, as, as again as Luke mentions the stream. Ole Miss has lost two players in the past week and a half. They thought were going to be on their roster that they got in the portal this offseason, this month. Tamari McDonald going to Louisville. Andy Cam Richardson going to the NFL draft after choosing a different school in the in, in the portal. We're, we're, we're quickly getting to it all just being a bunch of chess pieces, even more than last year. Um, not knowing the guy, forget not knowing the guys, forget knowing literally who it's going to be. I mean, Ole Miss is in a disadvantage right now, which this is not a criticism, but it's just almost a funny anecdote. They're in a disadvantage because of the length of their intercession, because they can't get kids into school faster to go ahead and lock them up and have it done. Because like somebody asked a minute ago, could Yam Banks go to Alabama? The answer is yes, 100%. Sure. I'm not saying he is. I have no clue. But I'm just saying yes, 100%. Ole Miss is one of the last schools in the country to start classes, and that is a detriment to the portal. On getting yeah, guys here and started and all that stuff. It's just we are literally just rearranging musical chairs at this point. It's it is about functionality and about the actual measurables of players and just put the pieces together and then we'll get to August and see what the hell it looks like. And this is where two things. One, and Kane's crazy if he doesn't call Yam and, and say, Hey, come come to Tuscaloosa with me. Uh, you know, that I'm I'm sure that call will probably occur. If it, if it doesn't if it doesn't, if I were Ole Miss, that would alarm me, the fact that it yeah. didn't. Um, and then my answer on this is the same one I've given you all along, which when people go, what do you think? Is this going to work? Yeah, if you win. If you win, it works. <clears throat> but if Ole Miss loses a couple of games early next season that people aren't counting as losses, you don't know who these people are. You, you don't have an emotional attachment to them. It's the big difference between pro sports and college sports. No, if you're turning over the majority of your roster year over year, is that attractive to fans? No, it's not. At the end of the day, are you cheering for the people or are you cheering for the laundry? Because if you're just cheering for laundry, then sure, whatever, it's fine. But if, if you need an attachment to the people, and whenever we write a detailed story on one of these guys, people always come back with, oh, that's good to know. It's good. They like, people like to cheer for people. Are you cheering for Caden Priestcorn or are you cheering for number 86? Because there's a difference. And, um, you know, I. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I think one of the things that makes pro sports appealing is that you cheer for the same guys year, for years. You know, the Matthew Stafford coming back to Detroit the other day. It was a story because he'd spent more than a decade as the Lions quarterback. For the longest time, he was the face of that franchise. Um, I don't know that you're going to get that at the college level. Why will Jackson Dart be so popular going in the next season? It's his third year as the starter. You know, that, but... It's the way it is right now. It it's uh, yeah. Jackson as, Dart will have started more games at the end of his career, assuming injury or nothing happens, than Eli Manning. Yeah, and and he becomes a rarity in that regard. I mean, there's a lot of guys that are going to be. You get it's it's now we're going to have guys that are on their third team, right? Third, maybe sometimes even fourth team in in college, and no one thinks much of it. That becomes a mainstream thing. I just don't know that that's super. Um, I don't know that that's super attractive to fans, but maybe it is. I don't know. I'm not. I can't. I mean, I can tell you as a as a Cubs fan, I like cheering for the same guys. Part of what made 2016 fun was that that team had built up together over three or four years, and when they achieved that at, in 2016, you were cheering for the same group of guys including a group of guys that had lost a bunch of games together, you know? So I don't, we'll see. I don't, I don't, I'm of the opinion that it's, it's not super healthy. I get why they're doing it. Um, but again, we go back to the Kane thing. Why do you leave South Alabama? Because anytime you have a player that does anything good at a, at a group of five program, they immediately become portaled. Mm-hmm. Everyone starts tampering them. They're, they're doing your roster that way. And you can bitch about it, and and privately, a lot of these guys do bitch about it. But publicly, you do yourself no favor when you complain about it. So you just you almost get to a place at a, at a program like that where, if you have a good player, you have to decide: Do I play him? Because if, if I if I play him, everyone's going to see him, and they're going to start recruiting him, and I can't afford to keep him. And then you know nobody wants to redshirt it. It's it's those jobs, those group of five jobs are. Fast becoming minor league gigs. Mm-hmm. I just don't know how many of these big time coaches, and I think Kane and John and people like that are big time coaches. I just don't know how long they can truly embrace that without it driving them crazy. Yeah, coming from the stream, I think I agree with where it's going. It says, he says uh, it's really more about the connections with my family and friends around the games and the games themselves. I don't know who suits up. Just be competitive and win more than you lose. There's a segment for that. Yeah, healthy. Maybe so. It's a segment. It's more about your experience and whatever that looks like. I mean, look, is it wasn't that they were worse or record. It really wasn't. When Breeze left the Saints, my fandom went down for a little bit because I went, eh, okay, sure. Peyton's gone. Breeze is gone. New dudes. I mean, I can joke about excitement, you know, with uh, Jameis at the time, but nah, it was different. Sure. Yeah, when the Cubs traded all those guys away in twenty was it twenty twenty one? I mean, you know, it's depressing. There were still people wearing the laundry, but it wasn't Anthony Rizzo and Chris Bryant and Javi Baez and John Lester was gone and Arietta was gone and all the guys that you know helped win a title were, were all gone. Speaking of uh, Ole Miss's 2024 football season, they play Florida, the second-to-last game of the season. We've documented the Gators' turmoil and then the way that thing finishes with five very difficult games to close their season. Yesterday, Scott Strickland was asked about Billy Napier's job security. I think hot seat was the uh, was the word the person asked. Strickland's comment, it's a made-up term. People can put them on whatever list they want. It has nothing to do with reality. 
says that uh, Napier made tough decisions, that they were definitely the right decisions. It's going to have a big impact. I get it. comes back to the record. You make a field goal against Arkansas, you stop a fourth down at Missouri. The record is still not what we want, but it's a different conversation. The temperatures come down a little bit. Our overall roster is going to be older. Older teams beat up younger teams. You look at the teams that played in the college football playoff. There were a lot of veterans on those teams. One of the keys in college football, really, and all college sports these days, you need to be old and you need to figure out a way to stay old. His overall thought is not incorrect. Older teams do absolutely make a difference. Ole Miss has done well with that in the portal. Crap players are still crap players as they get older. Florida's going to lose football games next year. Yeah. I mean, everything he said is right. And But when we do the, hey, if we just change these six games, oh, okay, but – Great, but then they I lost. Mean, they lost some of their better players to the portal. Yeah, one guys of them playing who, defensive end for Ole Miss. Guys who are older, you know, they lost them to the portal. And I don't know. I, I, to me, that's a job that a lot of young coaches who are going to get talked about for that gig probably need to be doing in some of their free time. Need to be doing some homework on it. What's their What's their collective situation? Do they have a taste for it? Have they caught up with it? Again, where Ole Miss deserves a ton of credit, man, and we've done it. We've written tons about it. Brian had the big, long story about the collective in, back in December. Ole Miss embraced the whole collective thing before a lot of people did. There were multiple programs, not just one or two, multiple, that gambled that, hey, this thing's going to get regulated. It's never going to get to the wild, wild west stage. It's going to be okay. And they were wrong. Ole Miss, Ole Miss gambled that it was not going to get regulated, that this is where it was headed, and that you better you better go ahead and hug it. And they did. And so that's where Florida is right now, is where do you stand on, on this? Are you still hoping that Washington intercedes? I don't mean the University of, I mean D.C., Congress. Are you hoping that there's some federal legislation that, that stops some of this or that slows some of this? Because if that's what you're gambling on, Good luck. And it kind of feels that way with Florida. They're, they're, not, they're not embracing the fact that the players are all mercenaries and that this is all about money and really nothing but money. They're having a hard time dealing with that. That's not what they, they – they want it to be something deeper or more, more significant than that. It's not. It's all about money right now. Ole Miss has done incredibly well because Ole Miss has done a great job of raising money on in, in multiple ways and being able to be very competitive in terms of paying players. That's why they're winning. Would a prominent position coach be better off waiting on a coordinator job or taking like the South Alabama job? <clears throat> Who takes those jobs now? My guess is it starts becoming older guys who oh. – are on the back side of their careers. It's my, it's my guess. That makes sense. I mean, I think two years ago, if you had told Kane that his next stop would be as a coordinator at the SEC level, he would have assumed that he oh, failed. Oh, crap. Yeah. He would have assumed that he failed, and he didn't. But South Alabama can't pay Kane Womack $2 million. Look, I had a – this is relevant to the conversation. I don't, I don't think you and I even – I don't think I mentioned this to you because it had no relevance to anything we were talking about at the time. I had a really good friend of mine who's in athletic administration at the college level was asking me some NIL questions, and he had gone to South Alabama's collective website and just sort of looking at smaller programs and kind of what they were doing from that standpoint. Their website had not been updated to even reflect that you couldn't be nonprofit anymore. South Alabama's collective literally was still on the front page advertising that everything was deductible and nonprofit, which is something the Grove Collective got right that A&M and Arkansas have had to change. I mean, it's been a huge topic inside collectives yeah. for a while now. And no one had even just gone to their website and updated that's not the case. And you went, oh, my God. You're, you're not even behind. You're not even trying because you can't. Yeah, I mean, look, it's been a while since I've lived in Mobile, but I, I'm still familiar with enough people down there. and um, Obviously, I, I know people connected to that program. They're never 
and you know me, I'm not a big never guy, but they're never going to be able to be competitive on an NIL pay for play structure. That's the job that he did at that program, which is still a fairly new program. The job that Kane did was remarkable. He did a great job in getting people to come to the games, to invest emotionally. Um, but that's still, that's an Alabama town. It's an Auburn town. It's an LSU town. You're just not going to have people invest in your NIL program for the most part. And so if, if you're South Alabama today, losing a, a really good young coach that everybody loved, it's probably very disheartening. It's probably a, it's probably a lot of cold water in your face. So where to from here? Who do you hire now? I mean, how do you make it fun for students? How do you make it fun for people to, you know, they did a lot of the Thursday night stuff where, Hey, Alabama's playing on Saturday. Auburn's playing on Saturday. Let's, let's be everybody's second favorite team. Mm -hmm. It's going to be going to be hard to find the guy to do that and to remain competitive in a really competitive uh, conference. It'd be tough, but again, I mean, I don't, I don't blame Kane at all. It makes all this. I, I don't know. In fact, I don't even know how you would even think about turning it down. Um, Ole Miss did announce the hiring of Eric Wood yesterday. The Louisiana Tech athletics director headed to Ole Miss as the uh, senior deputy AD, replacing Alan Green, who's now with Danny White at Tennessee. Getting getting back in your neck of the woods there, Neil, with Eric Wood. Yeah, I don't. I didn't mean to pun that, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know anything about him. Again, I'm, I've been out of Ruston for so long that I don't really, I don't really know anyone there. I didn't. I, if you had asked me yesterday morning who's the AD at Louisiana Tech, I would not have been able to name his name. I think he might have had a comment protecting as he should. This is not a criticism, and even one percent on a scale of a hundred in that Lane Burroughs Ole Miss kerfuffle about the lightning delay with La Tech or whatever a couple years ago. Uh, so yes. I think I. I think I had his name in like the very back of my mind from that, but yeah, otherwise, no, no clue. Couldn't have picked him out of a lineup. Couldn't tell you where he's been. Couldn't tell you anything at that point. So, but either way, he's headed to Ole Miss, deputy senior AD, senior deputy AD, whatever it's called. Number two I mean, man below. You're hiring somebody that has some experience from the outside making decisions. And that oh, kind sure. Of it's fine. So it's, it's in terms of, Having somebody who can be a bit of a sounding board, he's probably he's probably and that. it's the same thing we just mentioned. It's a group of five job where even as the AD, you're better off being the number two in an SEC school. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. It was a step 100%. up for him. Absolutely. I mean, what are they? Conference USA? Yeah, Tech? I think so. I mean, you know, just irrelevant. Mm -hmm. and tech attendance is down, way down. You know, and when I was a kid growing up there, they drew more people than that. I, I don't, I, I don't know how it works at the group of five moving forward. I really don't, and I, I do know the answer, but the answer is so difficult for them to absorb. So they, they they all just spit at it. The answer is you form a second division and you compete for a championship inside that division. My man, Bobby Ray Gray, appreciate that so much. Super Chat says, thank y'all. Most of listen at work, so don't chat much, but appreciate you. Stay warm out there. Appreciate you. A lot of listeners who do not chat every day. Thanks to all of you. Really appreciate that. Huge uh, thing from you. I do uh, I, uh, thank you for uh, for that this morning on this cold Absolutely. morning here in Lafayette County. Um, NFL playoffs. Bucks get rid of the Eagles last night, 32-9. to The Eagles... That the fact that that team I think was ten and one at one point this season, they suck. They're injured. They suck. I mean, a guy who was in the Super Bowl a year ago, Sirianni, probably a moderate level of hot seat today as we get another yeah. round of potential firings. I mean, you're talking about Sirianni. Um, Mike Tomlin walked off the lectern yesterday when asked about his job security moving forward. He just left. Tomlin, you know, he's a top-five NFL coach. They win. They have winning records every single year. His his consistency is phenomenal. You know they don't have a playoff win since 2016? I knew it had been a while, yeah. Playoff wins are hard to come by. You know, But that. here's the deal. Of all the options and all these at least retread situations that we're talking about, if I'm the Falcons, if I'm the Cowboys, if I'm wherever, whoever, if I'm if I'm a team looking for a coach, I'm not doing anything until I see if Mike Tomlin's available. 
I'm yeah, not hiring I, Bill Belichick when Mike Tomlin's potentially out there. So Belichick interviewed with the Falcons. He's got more interviews coming up. Yes or no, is Bill Belichick a head head coach in the NFL in the fall? Uh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And it, and it is a huge mistake for whichever franchise does it. He's not going to win. Oh. He's passed it. Great coach. Great coach. I'm not minimizing his career in any stretch of the imagination. However, it's over. He's not turning around the Falcons. Not I mean, please, Atlanta, Atlanta, hire him, please, do it. I will, I, I, I will, I'll send Tyler Jordan a gift basket. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 it's no, come on. So the Bucks now go to Detroit. Uh, that is correct. Yes. So what are my games this weekend coming up? Yeah. Since I'm late. You're, waiting, You're going to get to watch every bit of them. Yeah, yeah, hold on. I'll, I'll, Although I'll yesterday I was all excited about Buffalo-Pittsburgh, and by the second quarter I started watching The Office. I stayed with it a little longer because I decided I was just going to be stubborn. And it did get to 21-17 or 24-17 or whatever it was, yeah. but at no point did I feel like Pittsburgh was winning that football game. Yeah, I kept it on the other screen, and I would look at it, and I was like, yeah, but they're not doing anything. And I, I'm I like the Bills. I kind of find myself always pulling for Buffalo for some reason. Um, I don't have a good reason for that necessarily. So, all right, on Saturday we've got uh, the Houston Texans. They are in Baltimore to face the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. Um, that is a three thirty game on ESPN ABC, and the line on that game is Baltimore minus nine and a half. Oof. So Big Texans number. getting nine and a half in a playoff game in Baltimore than one seed Ravens. Uh, Ole Miss connection wise, the Ravens cut or waived Laquan Treadwell yesterday to make room for a uh, roster spot. So he's currently uh, looking for his next gig. And then your nightcap seven fifteen on Fox, the Green Bay Packers at the San Francisco 49ers on Saturday. Oh, in Santa Clara. That's interesting. Uh, Have same you seen line. Some of the- Not, by the way, nine and a half to ten is on that one too. So two. Really big lines for playoff games on Saturdays. Have you seen some of the breakdowns of what the Cowboys tried to do against uh, Green Bay? I have not. No, the offense was so simple. They didn't. They they didn't use motion the way that most teams use motion. Ran just a lot of very simple route trees, and so I mean, it makes you wonder: Do they not trust Prescott? Or can he not handle it? It just it's so simple. And by the way, what's up with his cadence? I don't know why he does that. Yeah, I don't know. I I was I did not realize that's what he did. He do that all the time. Yeah, here we go. Is that that's it? I mean, you kind of knew when when to when to attack as a defensive lineman. You can sort of time it. Anyway. My early guess, and I guess we'll have to do picks, is, yeah, Niners cover, and then the Texans-Ravens game is actually competitive. I think that's kind of where I'm sitting right now. Early. I don't hate. I don't hate. I, kinda, I, I, I want Houston to win, so I'm, yeah. I'm biased. If I can be biased against a team, I don't cheer for. Feels like for a young quarterback making his second playoff start. Feels like a lot. At Baltimore feels like a daunting exam. It does. And Jordan Love's in a similar situation a little bit, too. Although, not you know, obviously, more experience than Stroud. So, what are the Sunday games? Tampa, Detroit. That's two the o'clock. noon game? Okay, it's 2, two o'clock. o'clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Detroit minus six. Okay. And then, obviously, the one that most people are interested in, Bill's Chiefs. It is at 530 on CBS. And this one is in Buffalo. Patrick Mahomes' first road playoff game. This is amazing. Yes, he has played 15 playoff games, I believe is the right number. And they have been at home or in the Super Bowl. Unbelievable. That is unbelievable, yes. And in this game, the Buffalo Bills are a a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Okay. Uh, If you'd like a money line on an underdog, you can only get uh, plus 120 on Kansas City, so no value there. 
You can get plus 220 on the Buccaneers, so a little better than 2-1 to one money if you think that they can go into Detroit and win. I don't, although they did play really well last night. Uh, if you'd like Green Bay, you can get a plus 340 money line on Green Bay in San Francisco. And then in Houston and Baltimore, it is plus 350 if you'd like the Texans straight up against the Ravens in that one. So They do not want you betting on Baltimore or San Francisco. They are putting 450 and 460 on those two odds. It It's a good... It's a good week because it's a great week of divisional games, and hopefully we get really close stuff. But I'll be honest, from a straight matchup standpoint, I kind of go meh a little bit on a couple of them. Like, I'm just – I don't believe in Tampa Bay. So I think Detroit's advancing. I do too. So we're going to get Detroit at the Niners. Probably. Bills at Ravens. If we can get the Chiefs out of here, yes. Oh, how how happy would you be to get the Chiefs out? I'll admit it. I'm so Taylor Swifted out that I want the Chiefs to lose so badly. I, it, it is oversaturation. I don't really like the Chiefs anyway, even before the Swift thing. Like, I just right. pull against them in the same way that I pull for the Bills with no emotional yeah. connection whatsoever. And... It's an interesting stat, though. I mean, he's played on some damn good teams, and he's been good. I'm not taking anything away from him with Patrick Mahomes. Tupelo Reb saying in the stream that if Mahomes wins the Super Bowl, he'll have more playoff wins than Peyton Manning at 28 years old. Mahomes at 28, Manning for his career, obviously. Yeah. Oh, I mean, he's. I'm not taking anything away from his greatness. I'm just sick of. I'm sick of his team. Yeah, I, bu- Buffalo is where I'm looking here. I, I mean. I mean, look, in a perfect world for me that I would just really sit down and find it entertaining as hell, Houston at Buffalo. If you could find a way to get an upset in that other game. But Baltimore's fun to watch. Baltimore-Buffalo would be a lot of fun. It's the big test, though, with with big tests with Baltimore is they've always, with, with, I don't think it's fair to pin this on Lamar Jackson, but during the Lamar Jackson era, they have not been a good playoff team. Mm Mm-hmm. We'll uh we'll hit more college basketball tomorrow, but just uh, your schedule for today and tomorrow for anybody wanting to keep track. Ole Miss two and one in the SEC, and again they are uh, at LSU on Wednesday night. One more note on the uh, the Eagles, by the way, Jason Kelsey has told teammates he will retire. So the Eagles yeah. center, speaking of Chiefs, Eagles, and all that, he is finishing what has been a phenomenal career as a center in the National Football League. Got a ring, good career. Um. Tuesday, Florida at Tennessee tonight. That's at 4 o'clock Central, by the way. 4 o'clock today. Uh, Florida and Tennessee on ESPN2 at Thompson Bowling Arena. Missouri is at Alabama at 6. That's SEC Network from Coleman Coliseum. Georgia at South Carolina, I guess, is the game of the day. Both teams trying to make a push, exceed expectations that they have so far this season. So that's the Bulldogs and Mike White in Columbia. That game is at eight o'clock tonight on ESPNU. That's a if that's at eight, that's a nine o'clock Eastern local time for that game. Ooh, yes. Ooh, God, I hate I hate the eight o'clock starts. The Eastern teams really get punished in this SEC schedule. They do because they're starting nine o'clock games. I mean, that's and just, then t- that's a lot. To, it's a lot to ask of people. It's, I don't know. It's, I realize TV runs the whole thing, but come on. It's like and next week when Ole Miss, plays, Ole Miss plays Arkansas next week at 8 o'clock. I mean, you, I, I don't know why they, the TV people can't be smarter. That would have been a much better 6 o'clock game, 7 o'clock game. I realize the TV windows and stuff, but you're putting a lot of people back out on the roads at 11 o'clock at night to get back to Jackson and Memphis and wherever they, they come from. That's, that's, I don't know. It's just my opinion. And then uh, tonight, yeah, I mean, it's, it's said in the stream, I, I do. I think it's a must win if they have any pulse at all. Texas A&M's at Bud Walton tonight to face the Razorbacks. Oh, is that tonight? Yeah. Yeah. Eight o'clock. Feels like a, feels like a, a chance for A&M to get a road win. They're coming off of that emotional win over Kentucky. Arkansas is just bad right now. 
So that's a chance for them. That's a big shot for them. I, I still think A&M is going to be a really good team by the end of the year. On Wednesday, Mississippi State at Kentucky. That's the Bulldogs at the number eight Wildcats at Rupp. That's 6 o'clock on ESPN2. Ole Miss, as mentioned, at LSU, 6 o'clock, SEC Network. You can get tickets as low as $2 at the Pete Maravich Assembly Center there in Baton Rouge. And then Vanderbilt will win a road game. Sorry, Auburn will win a road game. They are in Nashville to face the Commodores at 8 o'clock from Memorial Gymnasium on Wednesday. So that is your uh, your SEC midweek slate. Not a lot of games that really stuck out. I guess State, Kentucky, and then Georgia, South Carolina tonight. A&M Arkansas has a little bit of intrigue, but for weird reasons. And then Ole Miss, if you're going to get one this week, it's the one again on Wednesday. It is a winnable game in Baton Rouge. But LSU is playing a little better. They're not quite as bad as they were to start this season. So it's it's there. No, they've played they've played fairly well lately. It's it's but yeah, you're right. It's a man. It's a chance if, if you could, if you're Ole Miss and you get a win on, on Wednesday night, you turn that Auburn game into a free shot. Oh, and it is anyway. I mean, in no world that you're trying to get to nine or ten did you circle Neville Arena as one of the nine no, or no, ten. No. Come on. No. But if you're three and one, you get to really take it like, hey, man, free shot, nothing to lose here. Worst case, you're three and two at the end of the week, and you, you get Arkansas at home, and then I think they finish next week at South Carolina. Is that right? A&M. At A&M, yeah. So. Mm-hmm. And then two home games the week after. Two hard home games, but two home games nonetheless. The Bulldogs, State, and uh, Auburn. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, so LSU, uh, yeah, tomorrow's the one. If you're trying to, to add it up and get there, definitely a uh, a game on Miss Needs. Again, 6 o'clock there from Baton Rouge for uh, for that one. I have not looked at metrics, but nobody played yesterday, so it hasn't moved. But, I mean, here's the deal, too. Ole Miss, outside of the game at Rupp, so two of their three hardest games they will have already gotten out of the way by Saturday at Tennessee and at Auburn. Yeah. You still got at Kentucky left. So I've got this question in my mailbag. What's your opinion? What's the number of SEC wins Ole Miss has to get to to make the tournament? Ten would allow them to go to the SEC tournament and not even worry about it and just be in. If you go nine and nine, you're relying on stuff. Maybe to win a game in – is it Nashville? I don't even know where it is. Yeah, it's Nashville. Win a game in Nashville. Maybe just to get a lot of help on other ways. So you think they got to go eight and seven the rest of the way? Yeah, I think that's right. I do too. To, to, I do. to feel really good about it. I do too. I think I think ten wins gets you get your ticket punched. Nine wins puts you very much on the bubble. Anything less than that, I don't think you're going to be in because of your metrics. Anything more than that, obviously, is gravy. Yeah, eight and ten will be hard to do because of the computers. I think. I agree. You can get in at eight and ten in the SEC, but it takes a little bit of a different case. And I don't, I, I don't know that Ole Miss has that. Um, so nine to nine is fifty fifty. Um, yes, Ole Miss played Vanderbilt on Saturday, grind at home. So yes, they have played a Saturday home game in the uh, in the SEC at this point. Memphis is up into the top ten. Yeah, they've won. They beat uh, Wichita. That win is looking a little better. And then Ole Miss got some help we mentioned last week with Central Florida beating Kansas there in Orlando to uh, to get that win over the Jayhawks as well. I, yeah. Luke, as we kind of close, I don't remember another case of that. I have to think about it. But he says, uh, obviously, still waiting on Harbaugh. But in modern major sports, if you had a championship where both teams' head coaches were different the following season, that definitely does not happen very often. Mm-mm. I'd have to think about it, but nothing nothing comes to my, to my mind immediately. He's going to the NFL, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and they're going to hire Sharon more, right? I I don't know about that. I don't I don't have any idea about the internal dynamics at Michigan right now, and whether they feel like hey. We rode this hardball thing all the way to the end. Maybe it's time to do something fresh. Are you just continuing the hardball thing when you hire one of his assistants? Do you go get an experienced guy? Do you do you I mean look the Brian Kelly rumors were out there for a reason. They weren't made up. Moscona didn't make that up. Um do you go get Brian Kelly if you're Michigan? Do you run the risk of handing it to somebody who has no head coaching experience at all? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. 
We'll see. That'll get moved out here in a couple days. Harbaugh did an interview with the Chargers yesterday. So we've had Belichick with the Falcons. The Patriots have named Jared Mayo their next head coach. That was decided months ago. They already knew that was going in. If a change would be made, that it was going to be Mayo. That was literally in a contract. Mm-hmm. Coaching waiting in the NFL. Yeah. Kind of odd. So, anyway. Yeah. Uh, basketball tomorrow, more NFL stuff. We'll see if there's any other NFL fallout from playoff losses over the weekend. And then look ahead, some more things as well tomorrow on the show. Got some other podcasts coming also. So, a lot of stuff coming up. Appreciate it the stream. Again, thanks for the couple super chats there. Really appreciate you guys. Appreciate all of you every single day. And we will talk to you again very soon. The headlines remind us daily. The world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine. Stop noticing. But you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.